You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest of today. As you know, the Hong Kong International Young Readers Festival has been going virtual with various online events and workshops for our young readers, uh, starting from the 3rd of June all the way through to the 13th of June. And over the course of the past week and a half, we've been so fortunate to talk to some of the authors of this year's festival. And today is no exception. I'm super happy to be joined by one of the authors and that is Anna Cho. Um, Anna, welcome to the program. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you very much too. Hello everyone. <laughs> um, we are on Facebook Live as well, so you can join us uh, on Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Um, I should also mention that Anna is an associate professor who has over the 10 years uh, been teaching, uh, who has over 10 years of English teaching experiences uh, at various universities in Hong Kong. And Anna has published five children's books about Hong Kong, uh, which have won the Purple Dragon Dragonfly Book Awards 2019 has been shortlisted for the Debbie Alvarez Memorial Award 2019 and appeared on the recommended reading list of the Korean International School Hong Kong. Uh, so it really is our pleasure to be speaking you uh, speaking with you this afternoon. Um, so, so you are a professor as well as a children's book author. Take us back to when your <laughs> writing journey uh, first began. Right um, at the beginning, um, I'm just um, an English school student. Um, studying, majoring in English literature and linguistics at the University of Hong Kong. Um, I'm very interested in children's literature and I thought that maybe uh, I can do something about it. So um, when I had my MA in um, English studies, I worked on uh, children's tales in my dissertation and afterwards um, uh, I had a chance to study children's literature too in Birmingham in the UK and um, I discussed with my supervisor what should I study Harry Potter or maybe uh, at a time yeah uh, Peppa Pig or something else kids may like and then my supervisor um, um, Dr. Murray Knowles said maybe you should um, look at the children's literature not just in the UK not just in England but also books from Hong Kong so that's um, the very beginning when I started thinking maybe uh, okay so we have um, Hong Kong books Hong Kong children's books do we uh, especially picture books about <laughs> Hong Kong children and the rest so I searched and I found that at that time there really weren't that many so I thought how about creating my own kind of Hong Kong stories for kids? So it's not for my research, but um, yeah, it's a kind of a creative journey that I kicked off at that time. And so um, some years ago, uh, in about 2016, I um, got a funding from um, the um, Sunrise Charitable Education Fund. Uh, I'm very thankful to uh, the organization because they support supported my um, publication all the way through. And uh, I discussed with one of my ex-students, whose name is Miss Joanne No, the illustrator of the book series. Yes. And together we work on some stories about Hong Kong. It's about Hong Kong food, about Hong Kong um, people, animals, and um, yeah, of course, Cantonese, the mother tongue of most Hong Kong people. That's how we started. Wow, so so Joanne was your student. 
Yes, before. she was. <laughs> oh, that's great. Of course, because Joanne's been illustrating uh, your books. That's such a wonderful way to start a children's book. And you're right, Anna. A lot of the times, I think nowadays we're seeing more books written in Hong Kong about Hong Kong for mm. Hong Kong children. Um, but you're right. Why was then? Why was there you know, not such a demand maybe? Or why, why were there so few books uh, about Hong Kong for Hong Kong children? I guess that's because uh, most of the authors would start writing in Chinese, in Cantonese first, and not a lot of them would start by writing an English book. Uh, Fewer would do it uh, in the format of a picture book. But uh, yeah, recently I've seen um, more and more English books written for children in Hong Kong, and um, so it's a good thing, and um, Joanne and I would like to still contribute more in the field. And um, it's just that uh, we have a lot of stories to tell. We cannot cover it in a, a short book, so we have to make it like a series or maybe a second book series. <laughs> and so far you've written five books. I know you brought some of your books along uh, also. Yes. So really we'd like uh, for our <laughs> listeners, for our audience to get on Facebook Live, uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, tell us about your uh, the books that you've brought with you. Right. This is the first book, Culinary Charades, and it's about Hong Kong food and snacks and um, mainly Hong Kong food culture. And um, there's another focus about this book because uh, when we were creating the story, uh, we didn't just want to introduce the food, but we also want to look at the translation and mistranslation of the Chinese (laughs) dishes and Hong Kong food. Well, sometimes it's not the mistranslation, it's the fun translation. I know, I laugh because it's true. Sometimes you know what it is in Chinese and when you see the translation, it's like, huh? (laughs) But it's it's endearing, yes. So um, this is book one and uh, we totally enjoy the fun. And um, most of the child readers find, um, for example, pictures of familiar food. Like softy ice cream from Hong Kong. I'm sure you notice the um, The pattern design there. So uh, immediately you feel hungry. (laughs) And also we have shown some pictures of Hong Kong Chinese restaurants like these with the big round table. Usually um, 12 or 10 people will sit around the table and then they will talk, talk, talk and enjoy the fun during dinner, supper. And um, that's the culture for most Hong Kong Chinese people. And for book two, it's about 1997. So I talked about the summer of 1997. This book was published, yes, in 2017. And it's supposed to be a book to um, commemorate the handover, um, the 20th anniversary of the Hong Kong handover back to China. So we talked about um, um, how people perceive um, the, the city of Hong Kong over the years. There have been changes and then uh, changes in people and things and in the city. And we looked back in time and uh, we're like uh, down the memory lane. And so this is not just for kids, but also for adults who were once kids. During the handover, maybe, maybe a bit older than kids. (laughs) 
Mm. And uh, so some of the characters in these books, what were the inspirations behind the characters of yes. these books? Talking about the characters. <laughs> so they are, uh, for example, in book three, Unforgettable Neighbors. This is my elder brother, Andrew. This is me, myself. And that's my younger brother, Angus. So I put, um, yeah, basically my family members and my children, uh, Sophia and Edwin, in uh, the stories because I will really love to introduce them, these lovely people, to all of you. And this is also um, like a, a life history of myself. And I would like to uh, share all the happiness and uh, precious moment with my readers. That's so lovely that, you know, we get to know you and your family a, a little bit more. Can I just say, so your brother is called Andrew, you're Anna, and then your younger brother yes. is Angus. It's <laughs> brilliant. No wonder you're in English literature. You've got the alliteration in, in your family already. Sorry, go on, Anna. So book four is... Right. Book four is <laughs> Jamie Babel, and it's a book about the Cantonese language. Um, Cantonese, yes, many people find it quite difficult. Like go 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 go. When you say the sentence, uh, naturally you feel that it seems that there is a song or a rhythm in it, and uh, it's fun to learn. But sometimes it can be difficult. So um, this book it's more like a non-fiction. So we share um, like flashcards for learning Cantonese. <laughs> Uh, for people who do not know Cantonese, who need the um, pinyin, and we put uh, words in Chinese and pinyin, and also in English together with the illustration. I like the and way you put the food ones because that's you know very important to learn when learning a language. Yes, so this is supposed to be uh, like uh, the very first book for learning Cantonese in the easy way. And the fifth book, uh, it's um, a more serious book. It's called Her Story. It's a story of my mom, a Hong Kong mummy. And uh, yes, still today I learn a lot from her. Uh, I, uh, I, I must say this is a book um, um, inspired by her and uh, forever I will be grateful for everything she brought to me and uh, still today she's helping me <laughs> raise my kids and uh, yeah we, we will um, go to her home and have dinner every Saturday. That's so lovely. So this book is for her, inspired by her. It's called Her Story. And Anna, I know you're going to read a little bit for our listeners. So please uh, get on the Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3, and you can hear Anna Cho reading Her Story. Her Story by Anna Cho, illustrated by Joanne Lowe. Before I start sharing my story with you, I have a few words for those who think there is something wrong with the book title. No, her story is neither a typo nor a spelling mistake. Derived from the word history, her story is a word coined in the late 20th century which refers to 1. The history, written not by men but by, but by women and 2. History about women. In this story, I shall do both. You're going to re read how a woman recounts true stories of an amazing woman in her family. 
For hundreds and thousands of years, Chinese women have never been recorded properly in traditional Chinese genealogy, nor have they been featured prominently in children's books written in English. To do justice, let's bring Chinese women back to center stage. When I was a small kid, my favorite pastime was to visit the library with my mom, Angela, and my elder brother, Andrew. Shortly afterwards, my younger brother, Angus, also joined us. The four of us often took the green top minibus to get to the City Hall Library in Central, which was the largest public library in Hong Kong in the 1980s. Each time, we would spend the whole afternoon browsing bookshelves, discovering and reading interesting books until dusk. There was no required reading, no homework, nor book reports to work on, and no hurry at all. Our mom made us see that reading books is about enjoyment. Every book is an adventure. As a book lover, mom has a decent book collection at home too. She kept buying her kids books as presents and occasionally comic books as well. I can still recall the pleasurable moments when she read to us sad orphan stories written by Charles Dickens and Mark Twain. I also remember how Andrew and I kept reading and discussing the comic version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Herman Melville's Moby Dick. While imaginations unleashed by these readings were unstoppable, my young mind decided more and I couldn't help going through mom's bookshelves wanting to read every one of her favorites. But not all her books were easy to read. Homer's Iliad, Aeschylus Imanitus, and Tao Xueqing's The Dream of the Red Chamber on her bookshelves were just too challenging. In order to unlock the mysteries in her books, I chose English and comparative literature as my majors at university. Though my choice was indeed my own, I am grateful for the eye-opening experiences she brought to me. I most certainly would not have become an associate professor teaching English language and literature had my mom not introduced a well of books to me, which totally blew my mind. Yet perhaps the one who has been truly influenced by my mom's foreign language book collection is my younger brother, for Angus now works overseas in a German giant company that has a growing network of over 2,000 locations across 140 countries around the world. You see, learning foreign languages is the key to an international future. Mom's book series on Western fine arts had made a permanent impact on Andrew too. Andrew first developed his passion in art through appreciating paintings such as Van Gogh's The Starry Night and Matisse's Goldfish. His art sense grew stronger as mom let him learn sketching and drawing in a fine art gallery in the neighborhood. He ended up practicing the profession of architecture, founding his privately owned architectural firm, which has designed built such architect-led construction projects as hotels, shopping arcades, bars and pubs, apartments and chapels in Southeast Asia. So sometimes I ask my mom, um, would you please 
teach me how to be a good parent? And are you just natural born mom material? Did you plan everything for us when we were young? And my mom would say, kids discover what they love and it's not something parents can plan and decide. I only share with you what I believe would be great for you, my mom would say. Um, should I continue reading? Do we have more time? We have, uh, we have uh, about 10 minutes before the news. Do you want a couple of more pages? And then yeah. I have a few more questions. We also. should be able to complete the entire book. <laughs> so it's me again asking my uh, question. Mom, you are a registered nurse. Most people who grew up in Hong Kong's education system turned out to become open to science and close off about art or vice versa. You are good at both. And how come you have collected so many books about literature and fine art? Tell me, mom, because I couldn't see it through. My mom said, firstly, I have to thank my mother who sent me to the Sacred Heart Canosian College. The college used to locate in Cane Row of the Hong Kong Island. The trip to Hong Kong to school was long, but I felt privileged because um, my teachers were excellent in that school. In particular, my fine art teacher, whose name is also Angela, coincidentally. And my mom's eyes shone brighter as she mentioned her school days. Angela showed us the key to Western fine art and high culture. Inspired by her teaching, I obtained good grades in my matriculation and I got admitted to the Department of Fine Arts of the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Her flashback continued. But I didn't want to burden my parents with my university tuition fees. So I turned down the offer at CUHK and joined the nursing school. The jolliest years of my life. And you know the rest of my story, mom explained with um, a smile. I do know the rest. After graduating from the nursing school, she became a registered nurse. Her outstanding performance impressed her supervisor in the ward and thus she was recommended to further her training in England, which was actually a promotion offer. Yet, because of her love for her family, my mom declined the golden opportunity. Some years later, she gave up her career entirely to take care of her three small children. So that's Andrew, Angus and me, myself. For her parents, her Mr. Wright and her children, she willingly gave up her studies a promotion opportunity and then her career without the slightest hint of hesitation or regret. I don't know what the feminists would say about this, but this is her story and I'm proud of my mom, my muse. Wow. End of story. Thank you so much, Anna, for your sharing. That's really touching as well. You know, we were saying at the beginning of the program, a lot of the stories are usually dedicated to children. And you've dedicated uh, the story to your mom about your mom so that yes. all of us can get to know her a little bit um, better. Thank you very much, Anna. And wow, kudos to Angela. who She gave up so much to study at CUHK and then gave up her career mm. entirely. And that is true. You know, a lot of Chinese women uh, back in those days would do that um, for their family. Family. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the current work that you're working on. Is mm. your you've written five books already? Will this yes. series continue also? Yes. Uh, recently, um, Joanne, the illustrator, and I are working on one 
book, one last book, book six of the Hong Kong Story series. It's called A Tale of Two Haunted Universities. Whoa. <laughs> this book is challenging because... Um, is this a children's book? It is. <laughs> so why is it challenging? Because we want it to be scary, but fun, fun to read. And we hope that kids will love it. So um, you cannot make it too scary. But children like to be scared too sometimes. Scared, yeah. but you have to make sure that there will be some fun elements yes. in the book. So um, we collected some um, ghost stories. Oh, it's ghost stories. From <laughs> HKU. Uh, in particular, the uh, Lotus Pond. If you have heard of I that scary been. story beforehand. Hmm. And also, um, there's a lady with... Um, the pigtail, the long hair, long hair yes. at Chinese University of Hong Kong. That's yet another um, scary story. But uh, yeah, we have a fusion and uh, the two I <laughs> ladies, can't wait to read it. ghost ladies <laughs> meet in a story. So it's supposed to be fun and scary at the same time. Okay, that's okay. That's one to watch. And you're currently in the process of coming up with the storyboard uh, of the story now, or how how far along are you? We have almost finished everything, oh, and okay. it's the final draft that we have sent to the publisher already. And um, we're looking forward to uh, reading the the books in print. And um, we try to also cover different locations from the universities because uh, in particular the HKU it's um, um, my favorite university and I studied there for a long long time and I would like to also include it in the Hong Kong story series. Excellent well before I let you go let's finally very quickly go to your session for the Young Readers Festival which is happening on Saturday the 13th of June uh, it's with yourself Anna Cho and also Joanne Lowe and you'll be talking about writing and illustrating Hong Kong stories what can the children expect from your uh, from your virtual tour? Mm. So we'll talk some more about Hong Kong food um, there will be of course charades about food and um, yeah, you will have fun also uh, sharing um, the kind of scary animals that you may have met in your neighborhood or even at your home. We'll talk about them. Yes. Hmm. I've seen a bat in my home before, so Hong Kong can get a bit exotic uh, sometimes. This was many years ago. Um, Anna, remind our listeners once again how they can find out more about you and your work. Are you on social media and have you got a website also? Um, I don't have a website, but you can go to Alpha Academic Press, which is the name of the publisher from Michigan. And from it, you can search our books. You can perhaps type in Anna Cho, A-N-N-A, -N -N -A, Anna Cho, T-S-O, that's my surname, or Joanne Lo, L-O-L-O. And um, there you will see a, a list of books uh, published by both of us. Excellent. Thank you so much uh, indeed for your time today, Anna. And thank you so much for your sharing and sharing your, your writing journey uh, with our listeners this My afternoon. Pleasure.
And uh, for some of our listeners who want to check out uh, Anna's event, it's happening uh, this Saturday on the 13th of June from 10 o'clock to 10.50 a.m. So uh, it's it's virtual. It's it's the last event of this year's uh, Hong Kong International Young Readers Festival. So you can go to the uh, Young Readers Festival uh, website uh, to find out a little bit more information and uh, check out Anna's work also. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. And I look forward to having you back after you publish uh, book six, The Scary Book. Thank you very much. Thank you.